Hi, and welcome to Caffeine and Chaos, a podcast for moms by a mom who's just taking it one day and one cup of coffee at a time. My name's Karina, I'll be your hostess, and you are listening to episode number six. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back. Hope everyone had a great Valentine's Day and President's Day weekend. I know we did. We finally got a car on Friday, so my husband and I were able to go out for Valentine's Day and walk around the massive mall that they have here and experience that, and we just had a really great time. And then we spent the rest of the weekend with friends, just kind of getting to experience and see some of normal life here in Okinawa and what that's going to look like for us and our friends took us around and introduced us to to some really fun places to go some great restaurants in the area so it was a really good weekend also thank you for bearing with me as I didn't have an episode last Friday the kids and I came down with colds as the weather has been changing pretty drastically here um, it went from being pretty cold when we arrived to warming up, and now it's back to being pretty cold and wet. So we got colds, and by the time I got home on our Friday from being out with Tyler and I was getting ready to record an episode, I just wasn't 100%. And so I figured, you know what, I'm going to give my body a rest and hope that I could be better by today. So I'm not 100% yet, but I'm getting there. <clears throat> so, if I clear my throat or you hear me sniffling a little bit, I apologize. I just wanted to make sure to get an episode out for you guys today because I have a lot to share. So, since last week, we have been able to do so much more exploring here in Okinawa and we've had so much fun. But one thing that has really been something I've enjoyed is as we've gone out and been in these different places is seeing just the really big differences between what our life is going to look like here on the island and what it looked like back in the United States. And after the last week's podcast, I got a lot of feedback. Thank you so much for all of your feedback and your questions and recommendations and comments. I appreciate them so much because they help me to create content that you all want to hear. But of course, the number one requested thing was want to hear more about Okinawa. So here is another Japan episode for you. So I wanted to talk about five of the major things that we've noticed are vastly different than the U.S. here in Japan just as we've begun to explore. Hopefully some of these are fun. Hopefully some of these are interesting to you and give you a little bit of a better glimpse into our daily life. My plan too, along with this podcast, is to put up a blog later this week to show you pictures of things I'm talking about as well so you can get a visual to go with it too. Okay, number one, let's talk about family culture here in Japan. So obviously for us coming over as a larger family and as a mom, one of my biggest concerns was you know, how are my kids going to adjust to a new place? How are we going to function as a family? Being in this different culture, how am I going to relearn how to go out in public with my kids? What are the standards and expectations on me as a mom? I feel like in the United States, there's a lot of expectations put on parents. You know, we go to restaurants and our kids act up and we're horribly embarrassed. And we kind of almost feel like, Oh, just get the food to go and just leave. You know, everybody's staring and 
everybody has an opinion on discipline and on how you should raise your kids and on how your kids should dress. And I feel like a lot of our American culture is becoming less and less family friendly and more and more self-oriented. Out here in Japan, though, everywhere that we have gone, we have noticed there is a huge push for things to be family friendly. So all of the malls here have amazing, I mean, just beautiful and creative and so fun looking play places for kids and for parents to be involved with their kids in that. And they have full on, they call them baby rooms and they have rows of changing tables and water machines that are preheated to the perfect temperature for bottles and receptacles for everything and private nursing rooms and they have huge family bathrooms that accommodate your whole family like our whole family could fit in a family bathroom (coughs) without any problems um the vending machines everywhere are family friendly the stores the restaurants we've gone out to several restaurants since being here and there's been a couple times where our kids were tired or fussy And the servers just doted on them and brought them things and laughed with them and made them happy. And we were in a restaurant the other day and Addison was not having it. And she normally is a pretty easy baby, but it was just a rough day for her. And I was so embarrassed because I just didn't know how to make her stop crying. And the the waitress came over and she was so sweet and she brought me mandarin oranges for her. And just she looked at me, she said, it is okay if she's crying. It's okay. She just reiterated to me, she said, we want your family here. And just as a mom, that warmed my heart because I don't feel like that's a response I would have got very many places in the U.S. But it's just an overly, it's just an, let me, let me try this again. It's the overwhelming response that we've received as parents with our kids out in public here. Everyone is so kind, you know, Easton wants to walk around and he's looking around and not looking where he's going and bumping into people and they just laugh and they think it's great and they think our kids are super cute. And um, So overall, it's just been a really refreshing experience from the family aspect and just seeing how. So overall, from the family perspective, just the the joy that the Japanese find in family and the importance of it and having your children with you and taking them out and making every opportunity that you have to do things here an opportunity for the whole family to have fun has really helped make our transition here easier and smoother because I feel like there's always something for our kids. They're always welcome. I'm never looked down upon as a mom if my child is crying or if they're having a rough day but I need to go to the grocery store. One of my favorite things about the malls and the stores here is that they all provide strollers for your kids. And so it's so nice. I honestly wish that I could buy these strollers in store and just throw away the strollers that we have because they're amazing. The baby products here are on another level compared to what we have and are accustomed to in the U.S., And the price is really fair for what you get. Um, But being able to walk into a grocery store, if I just need to go in on a whim and grab something, knowing if I forgot my stroller and I have Addison with me, it's okay because they have a stroller that accommodates her, even as a baby who isn't able to sit up on her own yet. And it's, uh, it's just so nice. I could go on and on forever about 
<clears throat> the baby products and how amazing they are here and just how welcome the family culture here has helped me as a young mom with three young kids to feel and adjust but it's given me the confidence after being here for only three weeks I feel confident that I could take my kids by myself out in town and have zero issues and that's something very different than what I felt as a young mom living in the U.S. with three kids you can even you know if you know us personally you could ask my husband nine times out of ten I would not go out in town by myself with all three kids because it was a hassle because I was afraid of what people would think because it's a lot of work, but here is a totally different story, and it's really made our transition process here so, so amazing. Number two, this was a super interesting one, and this was something we were warned about before we came here, was clothing style. So we were told before we got here, you know, the clothing style is very different, the sizes are a little bit smaller because Japanese people are smaller just by nature and their stature. And so we had been warned, you know, you may not be able to find something that fits you. You're going to do a lot of online ordering. Um, But what I didn't quite expect was the different style. So if you take the style that's in the stores in the U.S. today and you backdate it maybe about 10 or 15 years, that's what you'll find in the stores here. But along with the style difference, there's even more alteration made to the style because in Japanese culture skin exposure is actually quite the large faux pas very rarely here will you ever find a pair of jeans in the store that comes uh, distressed it's not a popular style here at all Um, as an American I won't lie I have a couple pairs of distressed jeans they definitely don't look down on it I think that's one of the more ignored areas um But before we left the States, the big style was the shorter cut tops, the shorter cut skirts. That's really not popular here at all. Um, The style here is very modest. Um, A lot of neutrals, people here don't wear a lot of very bright colors. Very classy. I've noticed so many of the women here... Um, just everyday dress are in heels and a nice dress or a business suit or a skirt. They look very professional and very clean and they actually, it really is an attractive look. These women just look very professional and, um, they're really pretty women here. They really are. And just their whole demeanor. Um, but it's really reflected in their style and in the professionalism that they show in their clothing. So that was really interesting, but it was also, um, I thought it was just a thing and just the way that their style was, it didn't dawn on me until a friend actually was explaining to me, you know, no, actually showing your skin is not culturally appropriate here in the way that it is accepted in the United States. So the style is pretty different and I actually don't mind it one bit. Um, I know I've talked a little bit about food, but of course you can't have an episode about Japan without mentioning something about food. Um, On Valentine's Day, my husband and I went to the big mall here. The malls here all have grocery stores in them, which I think is super fun. But they also have all of these specialty food stores. And it was so amusing to walk into a specialty food store in a different country and see what they offered. In a specialty food store here, you can buy baking soda, which is not something normally sold in a Japanese grocery store. You can also buy... Old El Paso mild and spicy 
taco sauce. <clears throat> you can buy Tabasco. And you can buy all kinds of Italian food. I think the Japanese, next to Japanese food, their next best category of food is Italian. By far. We actually experienced a Italian restaurant here the other night. And it was probably some of the best Italian food I've ever had. It was so clean. It was so good. The serving sizes were perfect. They nailed it. It was phenomenal. Of course, with food, a big thing is portion sizes. Portion sizes are significantly smaller here, which I actually enjoy quite a bit. um, Because you can eat somewhere and you're full, but it's a satisfied full, not super full. Last Saturday, I was able to go out with a group of moms and we go out once a month. Well, we started last Saturday, but it will now be a thing. We go out once a month um, and try different cafes here on the island and just have like a mom's brunch out. And we went to the cutest little cafe. If you're on my Instagram, you saw me post some pictures. It was called Seaside Cafe Hanan. And a really big food here for breakfast is pancakes. But their pancakes are so different. They're not overly sweet. They're not overly... That's what I'm looking for. They're thick and fluffy, but they're not filling. So you eat them and you feel satisfied, but you don't feel heavy. The maple syrup they gave us was more for flavor. It didn't have a lot of extra sugar in it. And their pancakes were served with ice cream. It was really a different experience, but it was so much fun and it was just so good. Um, Lunches here are pretty typically, nine times out of ten, locals here are going to eat sushi or something from just a quick stop like a Lawson's or a Family Mart, which is like their little gas station convenience stores without the gas station. Um, You probably have seen me post some pictures of some of the little seaweed wrapped rice sandwiches that I've gotten here. Um, Some of the drinks you can get those. Um, Kids in school here, rather than bringing their lunches, they're served bento boxes, which we do have those in the U.S. Bento box just refers to a container with separated areas for different foods so those are pretty common here for lunch their lunch boxes are actually built in like bento boxes and it actually helps appropriate portion size as well as encourage different food groups so food here is a really big part of their culture so they're very creative with it very passionate about it they're very passionate about using clean ingredients and whole ingredients and creating a meal that's tasteful but also healthy and not overly filling or an overly large portion. So that was number three. Number four, this was actually something I grew up with, um, but then getting married and having our own home, I just never enforced it. But moving here to Japan, it's actually culturally acceptable to remove your shoes when you enter a home. Um, It's a sign of respect and also a matter of sanitation, which I will say Japan is one of the cleanest countries I've ever been to. Everywhere you go, there is disinfectant, there is hand sanitizer, there are wipes to wipe off carts and strollers. Um, People here wear face masks. And prior to moving here, I really thought, having grown up in a community where we had a lot of Japanese tourists come, they would be wearing their face masks. And as Americans, we kind of look at it a little confused because we almost felt like they're wearing it because they don't want our germs, you know... Um, 
they look down on us because of germs kind of thing. But now living here in Japan, it's viewed very differently. It's actually completely culturally normal to not be sick at all or not be around anybody who is sick intentionally and to be wearing a face mask. But it also is culturally appropriate that if you are sick, if you have a cough or a cold or anything at all, that you wear a mask out in public to help protect other people. And it's just a common courtesy. Some people wear them every day just because they can. And it's a perfectly normal occurrence here. It has nothing to do with people being sick or being in a community where there's a lot of illness. And it actually helps to cut down and prevent the spread of illness here and helps keep the country sanitary and clean. So last but certainly not least, I think the one that I've had quite a few questions about since I got my license on Friday and I had posted about it on my Facebook was, how is driving in Japan? It really is different. It's so much more than just driving on the left side of the road. It's a lot to mentally work through the first couple times. I still get in the car and have to tell myself left, left, left to remind myself to drive on the left side of the road. Um, Things they are very particular about here, you cannot stop in a crosswalk. If you stop in a crosswalk, it is actually culturally expected of you to put your car in reverse and back out of that crosswalk if you are at a red light or stop sign. Um, It's incredibly rude to stop in a crosswalk. Pedestrians have the right of way. So if you are driving, pedestrians 100% of the time have permission to just walk right in front of you. Um, driving the drivers here are very aggressive but it's almost a comfortable aggressive I've never been a naturally aggressive driver I'm always very cautious it actually drives my husband absolutely nuts but here in Japan I'm learning that I have to force myself to be more of an aggressive driver with the understanding that everyone else is that way too and so when you merge they don't let you merge no one stops for you you just merge you go And you go knowing that the car behind you will stop. And they may see you and they may stop a foot and a half behind you. Or they may stop right before they kiss your bumper. But they're going to stop. And that's just the way that people are here. Um, When it comes to purchasing vehicles, as Americans, we are actually required by law, handshake between Japan and the United States, one of their requirements is that we have insurance on our vehicles. And we had the option to get full coverage insurance, so we did. Um, But it was not required of us. But Japanese are not required to have insurance on their cars. And if we're in any sort of accident, our insurance pays them regardless if they cause the accident or not. So it's a very different culture when it comes to driving here because they're aggressive without fear. And we as Americans come in thinking, oh my goodness, this person is driving so close to me or they're, they're just... They're cutting me off, but they're really not cutting you off. It's completely culturally acceptable to cut people off here. So driving has been very different. I still have not experienced the I woke up today and driving on the left side of the road just came naturally. I think it's going to take a couple times more getting in the car, but we pick up my car that we purchased on Thursday. You have to wait a couple days for the... um, registration to go through and get processed on the vehicle before you can drive it so we'll pick that up on Thursday and I think once I'm in my own car it'll be a little bit different and I'll feel a little more comfortable but so I know this wasn't an incredibly long episode but it was a little bit longer (laughs) so you can give me some credit for that right Uh, but those are really the top five 
biggest differences. I know we'll find more differences. Um, but over the last week, we've just spent it just kind of exploring the local community, seeing what there is to do. Um, we went to an entertainment center on Sunday. We were going to go out to the Cherry Blossom Festival, which is on the far north end of the island, but it rained. So instead, we went to an entertainment center inside that had all kinds of things for kids to do. And we hung out with friends, went out for Italian food. Um, today, we went and wandered around the mall, just explored the new mall a little bit. And then my husband drove us up to Camp Hansen, which is further north where he was at when he was deployed here. Showed us around Camp Hansen, where his barracks were. And showed us Kintown, which is right outside of Camp Hansen. If you've ever been here, you're familiar with that. And we got taco rice and garlic cheese naan, which is a really big thing here. <clears throat> and just experienced a little bit <clears throat> of what my husband got to experience when he was deployed here. So, on that note, before I close, I wanted to kind of let you know of some things that are coming. Um, after last Tuesday's episode, I got so much great feedback. Um, thank you so much. I I covet your feedback. I appreciate your feedback. It really helps me as I create content to learn and to do better. Even, even the feedback that's creative criticism, I appreciate it all. Um, but I got so much positive feedback after last week's episode about intentionally dating your spouse. And I had some people even comment that, you know, we love caffeine and chaos and what you're doing with it, but we also really love hearing about Japan, hence, you know, the Japan episode insert here. Um, they just loved hearing about our adventures here and what we've been learning and seeing and doing. And I love sharing that stuff. As someone who loves to travel, I also love to share about our daily life. And sometimes it's easier to share these things through a podcast than it is through a blog. <clears throat> and so um, I actually had two or three different people reach out to me and say, you know, have you ever considered taking what you're doing with your podcast and what you do on Instagram with sharing your experiences on your Instagram stories because they really enjoy watching those as well and doing something like a YouTube channel. YouTube is something we had kind of gone back and forth about. It's a little bit more of a difficult platform right now and they are making it a little more difficult for creators to put videos up on there in their effort to protect families with children, which I appreciate so much. Um, but Basically, the idea that we had had was to create a YouTube channel that would just kind of show some of the things we've experienced here in Japan in the hopes to help a military family PCSing over here or someone who wants to come travel to Okinawa and just highlight the amazing things that this island has to offer. So we had kind of gone back and forth about it. <clears throat> we've also looked at some other different platforms such as Instagram TV. You can create a channel much like YouTube and put videos out. But when I decided to move forward with Caffeine and Chaos as a podcast, I kind of put all that on the back burner and decided this was what I wanted my focus to be. But I've recently received quite a bit of feedback that people would love to see more videos as well of what we are experiencing. On top of that, I was contacted by a travel agent here in the area 
who started listening to my podcast and heard my first episode about our experience out here. And she also encouraged me to consider creating video content more specifically geared towards families PCSing out here and preparing to just show families there really is nothing to be afraid of when it comes to PCSing to Japan. The process is stressful, but once you're here, it's it's incredible. It's an awesome experience. So there is some potential that in the near future, Caffeine and Chaos could be expanding to a YouTube channel or an Instagram TV channel. We are working on the details of that now, but I figured I would insert that into this episode for those of you who had commented and messaged me about potentially having some more Japan content. Also, because I knew at some point when I came into Caffeine and Chaos, I knew what I wanted it to be, exactly what the slogan is, a podcast for moms by a mom. And so I knew at some point I would need to differentiate the content between what I wanted Caffeine and Chaos to be and Japan. So whether that was going to be a separate Japanese, you know, Japan living Um, Japanese podcast or some video channel of some sort to just share our experience here on top of Caffeine and Cast so we didn't take away from what my vision for this podcast had been. But for now, I knew I could include it for a little bit because it wouldn't overlap too much. So I just figured I would put that in here and let you know things are in the works. They're coming. We'll keep you all posted um, this is ep- this is only episode six, so there's still lots to come, I promise. <clears throat> um, if we were to go that direction, I would go back to just doing one podcast for Caffeine and Chaos a week so that I wouldn't overwhelm myself with everything. But that is in the works. As always, if you have feedback on that or questions or comments, please, 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 I appreciate your feedback so much. So that's all I have for today. I know, again, it wasn't super long, but hopefully it got your curiosity even more fulfilled about what we're experiencing here in Japan. Don't forget, if you want to see more fun pictures or videos of what we're doing, sometimes on a daily basis, sometimes every other day, you can follow me on Instagram at caffeineandchaos3, where I post lots and lots of content. Or if you have recommendations for topics you'd like us to talk about, questions that you have about things I talk about on the podcast or Japan living or anything like that at all, you can hit me up on my email at caffeineandchaos3 at gmail.com. Or you can feel free to message me on Instagram or find me on Facebook. In the meantime, have a wonderful Tuesday, you guys, and we will catch you all on Friday.